This is something that I forgot about last episode. Absolutely hilarious. I don't know how I forgot about it. Gilly the Kid, his beef with Joe Budden seems like it will be continuing. After what he was speaking about has Joe Budden revisiting one of his painful moments of his past. On episode 70 of Gilly's Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, the Philadelphia-born rapper claimed he would post old footage of Joe Budden getting attacked by Raekwon's goons if the former Slaughterhouse member didn't stop talking about him. He was going in. And you know, when I, when I talked about this, Joe Budden absolutely seemed like it was something personal between him and Gilly, like they've ran into each other in the past. He was very passionate and angry when he spoke about him, you could tell. You could tell Gilly's not as mad, but almost irritated. Because if you want to be honest, the Joe Budden podcast is way bigger than the million dollars worth of game. But like Gilly said, the streets don't fuck with you, right? He said, you keep talking shit in the next episode. I'm putting it the fuck out. That's what Gilly said. He's putting the video out of Joe Budden supposedly getting beat up. I mean, who cares, right? But it was funny the way he said they walked in because you was talking crazy and then they punched you in your fucking face. You fell on the floor and screamed, my eye, my eye, my eye. Um, you got to go look at the video. It's hilarious. He, he added your man, Mickey Fax. He sat in the corner. He had some shades on. And your man, he never looked up. He said, you talk that shit, you going to take this ass whooping by yourself. So there's a video, I guess, of his man just posted up not even helping him out. And that's how it usually goes. He said, I just want to tell you this so you know I'm not lying. And I guess Raekwon, I, I, I believe I remember this interview on Vlad TV, Raekwon and his crew. They confronted Joe Budden and he was discussing it on Vlad TV. But him and his crew confronted Joe Budden backstage at the 2009 Rock the Bells Festival. Joe Budden, who was often live streaming on Ustream, now known as IBM Cloud Video, in those days, was broadcasting with facts when the chef and the others tracked him down at the event. According to Joe Budden and facts, one of the members of Raekwon's crew punched Joe Budden in the face while the live stream went offline amid the mayhem. Team allegedly filmed the attack, yet the footage never surfaced online. Although fans didn't get to see what went down, Joe Budden with an ice pack on his eye and facts hopped back on their stream to share their side of the story. And I believe like at this time, I was probably... What was it? If it was 2019, a little after that then, I was about 18 years old. I remember Joe Budden getting online with the ice pack on his eye talking about how he's okay, but he did receive that ass whooping, basically. The Wu-Tang Clan's issues with Budden stemmed from him disrespecting Method Man for being ranked highly on Vibe's list of the best rappers. That was when 
Joe Budden and Method Man, they went back and forth online on, I can't remember what radio station. They were online, not online back then, it was on the radio, and they were arguing over the phone. And honestly, I don't think Joe Budden can rap with Method Man. Do you guys really think that? Just because you have some lyrical words and you put them together doesn't mean that you have more style and capability to make a track and flow and get it together. Man, uh, that was hilarious, though. If you guys haven't seen that, go ahead and go watch episode 70 of Million Dollars Worth of Game. And he was just going in and it was funny. He was making fun of the video that he seen. And if you're going to discuss it at this time, you might as well just put the video out. I guess he's just waiting for Joe Budden's response to see if he's actually going to pull the trigger and throw this out to the media. Because regardless if people care about it or not, it's going to go. It's going to go viral if you drop this video of him getting beat up. Screaming, my eye, my eye. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Taquisha69 just linked up a serious deal as far as the money is concerned for a single live stream concert. The rapper turned snitch, turned singer, turned snitch, who's about to regain his freedom, just put together a deal for $5 million. A live streaming deal with Global Streaming Now for a virtual performance of his soon-to-be-released album. Taquisha tells TMZ and other media sources he'll hit the stage Saturday, September 5th at 8 p.m. for the live stream show, which he says will run for about an hour and feature 12 songs from his album. He'll also interact online with fans. If you don't know before when he uh, came home or whatever, he popped back up because he probably was home before that. People don't know, you know, uh, he broke the record for the single amount of people online at one time viewing him. So that's pretty crazy. Taquisha is also almost done with his home confinement, but is keeping the physical location of his live stream under wraps. Remember, there's still concern about the revenge for him telling on so many people, giving them over 70 years of jail time, prison time. So Taquita says security will be on hand to make sure everything goes off without any problems. He says he already has some big ideas for the performance, which I don't care about, which includes eye candy, dancers, a live band, and colorful displays. Don't you think the live band, the extra people being there, somewhere within that, there's going to be a leak of your location once again and once again and once again. And eventually somebody will catch up to Taquita Taquito 69. 69's keeps dropping details about him dropping this album, I believe. I don't care about the names of the songs or the, any of that, but... What does impress me is just the amount of people viewing it. It's just absurd. And it's going to be another record-breaking thing, but it's for what? So you could die later on? Like I said, too many people involved. If you're doing this live performance, why isn't it just you from your house? You're involving too many people. You're, you got dancers, a live band, and colorful displays. 
that means you have a lot of people more than five to ten to fifteen people involved in what you got going on and somebody's gonna run their mouth about where you're at and imagine next time you do an event same thing you're never gonna be fully protected what you did comes with repercussions and you're gonna have to deal with that you could flex with the money bands money phones now and the the cool shark chain because even if you hate this guy the chain's pretty dope you could flex with all the stuff eventually they're gonna come and crack your melon open and your shit's gonna be spilling out why because you wanted to be a cool guy Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. We discussed this last episode. This was funny though. This is what I wanted to bring up about this. They signed their contracts over a Zoom call. It used to be Skype, it used to be FaceTime, all this other stuff. It's all about Zoom, right? Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, they signed their contract over zoom the thing i wanted to discuss and it was gangster and it was dope and this is why i'm going for mike tyson not only that i love both of these fighters mike tyson said he's donating all of his money any of the proceeds to charity so that's dope that's awesome i hope he takes it serious besides that mike tyson was seen Puffing a green joint that would make Snoop Dogg proud, they say. Check out the footage if you would like. YouTube, TMZ, wherever you would like to look it up. Both Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. were all smiles when they officially signed on the dotted line last month during a Zoom call. And... I was reading yesterday on the previous episode that Triller, a social media app looking to overtake TikTok, I think it's in its own lane. It's more like underground type status. I don't think it's even the same as TikTok. But anyways, it's more of artists using their music to make little videos out of them and stuff. Shelled out roughly $50 million for the rights to the fight, looking to make a statement that they're serious about moving into the live event space. That's pretty dope. But what does that have to do? You want all these kids to watch this fight. There's going to be people that are a little bit older that are, that want to watch the fight. Of course, Mike Tyson is a household name, but... I don't know, but that that's amazing, though, that this app would get involved in a live event atmosphere. Mike Tyson says he's personally not getting rich from the fight. Like I said, his cut will go directly to charity. He said he's not getting anything. He just wants to throw hands. I hope he I hope he knocks out Roy Jones Jr. It would it would be just be hilarious. But besides that. They're going to go in there and throw hands. It's going to probably be a friendly fight. But it's still going to be entertaining and everybody will watch it. And I, I love both of these fighters. So I support this fight. I support him giving the money to charity. Everything that's going on with this is positive. So let's go. Tyson says his mission in life isn't to gain more wealth. He just wants to help people in need, and doing the fight was a great way for him to make an impact.
What do you guys think? Do you think Mike Tyson will continue fighting after this fight? Depending on how it goes, I don't know. Do you think if he if it goes well, he goes, oh, I want to do one, two, three more. Maybe he starts getting really serious about it. Or does Roy Jones come back, defeat Mike Tyson, and start to train and take his career more serious and come up out of retirement once again? So for Roy Jones Jr., he tells us the way his contract is structured, he has the potential to make more than $10 million for the fight as long as the pay-per-view numbers are big. Roy Jones Jr. says he can make more money at 51 years old than he did when he was 31. So it sounds like Roy Jones Jr. plans on keeping the money good for him, and I'm not hating on that either. You need to get your cheddar. Make your life better. It's going down in California on September 12th with no fans in attendance due to the COVID pandemic. Which I'm tired of saying and talking about, by the way. Pandemic. The body of the professional poker player Susie Q has been found charred, burned in a Michigan park. Susie Q, she has been found dead in a park in Michigan. The 33-year-old's badly burned body was identified via a distinctive tattoo and fingerprints. The police are treating her death as a homicide, that outlet added. The force also told a press conference this week it has not ruled out a connection to her career as a motive. A poker database shows... Susie Q won at least 224000 during her high-stakes career. Everybody loved her. The charred body of her of the professional poker player has been found. The body was found badly burned in, a, in Pontiac Lake Recreation Area, a park in White, Town, a White Lake Township, Oakland County, on July 13th. Police are currently treating her death as a homicide, her high-stakes gambling career as a possible motive. That's what they're saying. You have to determine whether or not this is a cover-up or there may be some sort of retaliation because of someone lost. And think about this. Yeah, it was reported she won at least 224000 thousand dollars but what is not reported she probably won way more money than that um to even be considered a famous or professional poker player she was getting she was getting it in what was this lady really doing that someone had to burn her body they were really mad at her they were angry if you burnt her body and then dumped it somewhere They're saying the 33-year-old was last seen by her mother at 5.30 p.m. on July 12th, and her body was found the next day. So it wasn't like they were trying to hide it. They just wanted her murdered, and they did what they did to this lady. Susie Q had won a lot of money doing what she does. Her largest ever single win on the in the database, like I said, there's other winnings that are not reported, was at the No Limit Hold'em 
at the 43rd World Series of Poker in Las Vegas in July 2012. She won $73,000. What would this what would this lady be involved with that someone would want to burn her body? Who knows? But rest in peace to Su- Susie Q. She got burnt by somebody that had that wanted revenge. I don't know what happened. That's a developing story. Let's go. Shout out to everybody on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, CastBox, Stitcher, whatever you're listening on, any major platform, thank you very much today, tonight, wherever you're from in the world, the United States, any country in the world. Let's go. Your bitches to eat it, she slurp the cock. I'm stomping these haters in Birkenstocks. I'm medicated with this soda pop. Bitch, I'm educated, fuck what you thought. You never been street smart, dummy. You a motherfucking retard. You can get beat cause you wanna act tough, bitch. You really wanna be hard. Oh, you got you a Glock, no pops, but you got you a mother. I'm up in the bushes outside of a house. Don't play with me, bitch, if you love her. Potato up over the barrel or over your melon. The pillow I cover. I'm taking a weapon and fucking these motherfuckers up, watching them suffer. I'm sicker than a sick motherfucker trying to play with me, bitch. I'm a bushin'. If you could walk, talk, and breathe, bitch, I'm not gonna trust you. I'm burning these bitches, no rushing. I'm never gonna stop you a bustin'. I'm always gonna drop it, I'm always on top, bitch. I always align with the hustlers. Shout out to Name a Game Podcast, bitch.